What's Up Wenatchee is brought to you in part by Homegrown with Brent and Nikki, the new morning show that's heard Monday through Friday from 6 to 10 Pacific Standard Time on Country 1047 KKRV. Homegrown with Brent and Nikki can be heard locally in the Wenatchee Valley at 1047 FM, online at KKRV.com, or through the Odyssey app. Hey, it's Nikki Darling back with another episode of the What's Up Wenatchee podcast. And I really like that I got to sit down with the executive director from the Wellness Place, Julie Lindholm. She is a wonderful lady and they have their biggest fundraiser coming up, the Wine Women Shoes event on Friday, April 15th. The one takeaway that I had with my time with Julie was that... Although cancer diagnosis is not as fatal as it used to be, cancer treatments are still as intense as they ever have been. And our area is just as affected, even though people don't really want to see it. If you think about it, uh, you're really only one or maybe two at most degrees separation away from somebody who has had a cancer diagnosis or has been immediately affected by somebody who has had cancer in their life. So it is very prevalent in our community, in our society, and Wellness Place is doing really great things for people who are in cancer treatment and the people who are caretaking for them. They provide services for these people in treatment, like gas cards to get them to and from their treatment, which is getting more expensive uh, because of gas prices. And Julie explains that when COVID hit, grants dried up for cancer organizations because the money was being reallocated. You'll hear her talk about that and how it's even more important for our community immediately around us to support a place like this that offers resources to people during such a crucial time in their lives. Take a listen and support them by going to the Wine, Women and Shoes event Friday, April 15th at the Wenatchee Convention Center. Julie, we eventually want to talk about Wine Women's Shoes. It is a really unique, wonderful fundraiser that you have coming up for Wellness Place, and we will get to talk about that because I'm really super excited. Plus, it's going to completely embarrass Brent, which I love, (laughs) and he's totally nervous about it, and he won't even tell you that he's totally nervous about it. But we will get to everything and anything uh, that people need to know about Wine Women's Shoes. But before we get to that, people who don't know what Wellness Place is because it doesn't say in the name like Wellness Place is this or you go to a place and it's like this is the place where you go to to get your you know massage or whatever so people who don't know it because they haven't needed wellness places services before just give us an overview of what you are yeah. who walks in the door so good it's a good point of wellness place is pretty broad and wellness place really did start out pretty broad dr carl kobeck many many years ago started wellness place he was an oncologist and he saw the need for services for his cancer patients that were not available um, anywhere in the valley or north central washington so he started the wellness place based on that giving those but it kind of morphed in a few years later into healthy aging programs through the state of washington 
Wellness Place got the contract for something that's called um, SAIL. It's Stay Active and Independent for Life, and it's an exercise program, fall prevention for people over age 65. So that was for a number of years, probably about 15 years, that um, we did cancer and also the SAIL programs. So a lot of people still remember Wellness Place doing those programs. But when I came on as executive director in 2019, I recognized the amount of people walking through our doors for cancer services outweighed the amount of people that were coming in for um, the sale programs or the healthy aging programs. So I went to the board and I said, look, we have over 1,400 people in North Central Washington every year being diagnosed with cancer. We really need to make a decision. Are we going to be cancer services or healthy aging services? Because right now we're struggling to be both. And with the numbers rising, I think it's like 5% every year with the cancer diagnosis, that we really need to make a decision. Which area are we going to focus on? Because it's really difficult to do both. So we ran the numbers. We talked about how many people are being diagnosed, what the services are that are needed in cancer. And the board came to the decision that, yes, we need to be 100% cancer services. Did you get any pushback from the board on that? No, not with the numbers that um, we're seeing. You know, 1,400 a year is on average about four people a day. That's in the four counties that we serve. So Chelan, Douglas, Grant, and Okanagan. Oh my goodness. That's staggering, right? Yeah. So when we really went through the numbers and talked about what we can provide with our limited amount of staff we have, and they came together and said, yeah, let's go ahead and move forth with just full cancer services. So we um, let go of that contract with the Department of Health for that program. And in January 1st, 2020, we went fully cancer services. So a lot of people are still getting used to Wellness Place and what we do. Unfortunately, COVID hit right after that. So as we were rolling out our new branding, our new logo, our new information, COVID hit and everything got shut down. So we're still trying to get the word out of who we are and what we offer. We get about 90% of our referrals from oncology at Confluence. So they're still handing out our brochures, sending people our way. But we will help anybody regardless of where your treatment is. So if you decide to go to Seattle, if you decide to go to Mexico, Europe, we've got all over the place. As long as you're a resident in the four counties that we serve, we will help you. So that's why we're having a little bit of a difficult time getting back up to speed of what Wellness Place is and what we do. Okay, so the four counties, Chelan, Douglas, Grant, and Okanagan. There you go. Okay. And what are the services? Before you get into that, because I'm sure it's wonderful, and it's going to be very impressive, to kind of melt it down to four people a day are being diagnosed with some type of cancer from top to toe. It's all kinds of cancer, right? So you see all people and their families and people who are affected by it in one way or another. Does it matter what what part of the process in their diagnosis that they come to you? Can they come to you right away? Or if it's later on in the process, can they still, they're like, oh, well, you know, I'm like way far down the line, but now I'm kind of stuck in the weeds. Now I kind of think I need help. Can they come to you then? Yeah. So as long as they're in treatment, several of our services require that you be in treatment. Okay. So not just for follow-up checkups if you're cancer-free, but to be in treatment for a lot of our financial services. We can give that to you at any point that you reach out to us. 
So some of the services that we do provide are gas carts to get to treatment. People don't realize that Confluence Health is the only radiation facility in North Central Washington, and that's going to be like that for a really long time. So we have people that are dropping down from way up north, Okanagan, Oroville, OMAC. They come down for the radiation appointments. And if you're not familiar with how those treatments work, it's usually Monday through Friday, and it's usually two to four five, six weeks at a time. So you're dropping down just for one radiation treatment and then going back home. And you're doing that on a daily basis. How long is a radiation treatment? Do you know? Um, Yeah, it can vary from, you know, it can take you 20 minutes to an hour, depending on setup and everything that they're doing. It's not a long length of time just to drive all the way here for that. Usually in the car longer than you're actually sitting down. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And Confluence in OMAC clinic can offer chemotherapy, certain chemotherapies. So they're not having to drive as far, but radiation, it's going to be like that for a really long time. Mm-hmm. A lot of people do not want to stay down here. They want to be home. They want to get back home to be where... be comfortable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is a tough time for them. So as you can imagine right now with gas encroaching on $5 a gallon, how expensive that is for that round trip journey. Mm-hmm. Some people are driving three hours round trip just to come for their radiation. So we give gas carts to help with that. Uh, we give wigs, free wigs to women that are losing their hair due to chemotherapy and radiation. Uh, Breast cancer is the number one diagnosed in North Central Washington. And wigs are expensive. They're really expensive. And we are it in North Central Washington for a facility that even has any wigs. You can't really order those online. I mean, you can look at it. It looks great. But everybody's facial features are different. Their face shape, how it fits, how it sits. So we give those for free to to women. They're high-quality synthetic wigs. We make it a really fun environment. You come into this beautiful room, and we just say, let's just have some fun with it. So you actually have the wigs in your facility, and they come in, and they try it on. They have, like, a a mini fashion show. Exactly. How cool. Yeah. So we have a whole—we have two walls of wigs from every color length, size, whatever you want. When women walk through the doors, they're very vulnerable. I mean, they're going through cancer. For most women, our hairs are walking billboard, and they're losing that as well as sometimes, you know, if they have a mastectomy, they're losing body parts. They're losing their entire identity. So when they walk in, we want this to be a fun, unfortunately, it's a hard time for them, but we want to make it fun and make them feel comfortable. So we say, Hey, if you've always had long brown hair, try on a short red wig. You'll never know. Like, let's just have some fun with this. You can be who you want every day with a different color. Yeah. That's one of the fun things that I think that we do is just bring them in. They walk out a little taller, a little bit more confident, a little bit more courage having this wig. We also give uh, hats for them that are most of our hats are donated by the community, knitted specific hats for patients that are losing their hair. Let's see here. We give nutritional drinks, mostly for stomach and esophageal cancers or people that are needing a little bit more protein boost for what's happening with them to keep their treatment going with the nutrients. Well, sure, because if you're not feeling well, it's hard to keep food down. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then our support groups, we had support groups and then COVID hit. So all of our in-person support groups got canceled. So we are trying a new support group coming up soon outside of our office, in-person support groups, probably in the next couple of months. But we're starting a new program called the Peer-to-Peer Support Program. This is based on a national model that I actually went through the volunteer program so I could learn how it works and what happens. And it's basically we pair you with somebody who's been in your shoes as a cancer survivor your type of cancer, or if they've been a caregiver, a 
caregiver is a very lonely job and you really need somebody that's been through it to talk to. So we pair you up with somebody that's been through what you're going through. You can communicate by email. You can communicate by phone. So we can have people that are helping each other that aren't even in the same city or same county to be able to walk them through their journey and help them in in whatever way that they can. So I think this is going to be a really good program based on what we've all seen with COVID. Nobody really wants to get together. Our patients were always afraid of being together with people because they're immunocompromised. You know, they don't have any immune system. So this program, I think, is going to be really good because we're all used to being online. We're all used to talking on the phone, FaceTiming. But being able to do that from the comfort of your home after a long day of treatment and talking to somebody to help you through it, I think, is going to be a game changer. It always is going to change, obviously, from how long you're in treatment and when when and if you get into remission or if there's a, a resurgence of your cancer diagnosis, right? But typically from the first time you see somebody walk through your door, about how long are they within your program? Yeah, all depends. You know, if they if surgery is successful and they don't have to do treatments, then they're they're done. Or if they have to go through treatments, we usually see that about a year. I do have one um, patient who, she has leukemia. She's been in treatments for four years now. It can really vary the length of time if they're in treatment and how they're, you know, progressing can really vary. And how big is, how big is your staff? We're talking about a, a large group in our community that is that is getting resources here. Yeah. Right? Yep. So there's me and uh, we have a staff member and then we have um, volunteers that help us out. The good and the bad of what happened with COVID is that we, like most businesses, had to change our processes. And one of the benefits that came out of COVID was we decided to start shipping our gas cards to our cancer warriors, the nutritional drinks right to their front door. So they're not having to come to the office. So doing more things online and by shipping them, we don't need a huge staff or huge amount of volunteers now because we're able to just get those right out the door. Mm, That's nice. Yeah, it's really good for them because if you're coming from OMAC for radiation and then you have to make another stop to get your nutritional drinks or whatever, that's a pain. So we want to get everything right to their door so they don't have to, you know, think about it. It's not another stop. Oh, yeah. I have an apartment that's on the third floor walk up. I have two working legs and I still have like cases of water delivered to my front door because I don't want to carry it up three flights of stairs with a baby. Right. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) But let me ask you your personal opinion. I know you you know everything in and out of Wellness Place, but I want to ask, like, have a little chat here with you a little bit because I think everybody, mostly everybody knows somebody that has gone through it or know somebody that has gone through it, you're, you're really only one or two degrees of separation away from somebody who has been affected by cancer one way or another, right? That's correct. I found that it almost, people know it's serious, but it almost normalizes a diagnosis to people who are, it, it's not directly affecting. It's like, oh, wow, that's terrible. And then they just move on with their lives. And then the person who's dealing with it is like, no, this is really changing my life 100%. That's kind of how I felt when I got pregnant. Like people were like, I'm like, I'm pregnant. And people were like, oh, that's wonderful. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. My (laughs) life is completely turned upside down. 
it's the closest thing that I can compare to this, right? Right. I don't know if you if you see that that it can be very isolating for a lot of people who are going through it and and those who are directly around them in that bubble. Yeah, it's very true. So nobody's untouched by cancer. We know that. You know, I've never met one person that has never gone through either cancer, their family, their peers, their coworkers. But until it's really been hit home in your your nucleus, it's hard to understand what people are going through. And that's what I love about Wellness Place is when they call in, I I personally went through over 10 years of helping my parents through cancer six different times, five different forms. So I know it in and out. I know what it's like from a caregiver, from a family member, which is why I appreciate when people call in, we take the time to talk to them. Because especially if they're a new diagnosis, or if they're a caregiver, newly care, you know, person that's caregiving, um, just taking the time to just say, how are you? And here's some tips from us. You know, I always make sure when the caregivers call in, just say, make sure you take some time for yourself. Because if you haven't been through that, you don't know how what a lonely road that is. So and they might not even know how they are at right. that point. They might you might say, How are you? And you go, I, I don't really know. I haven't been I haven't had the time or the energy to process it yet. Yes, exactly. Yeah. When when COVID hit, I recognized the need for more resources for our cancer warriors. So I started a list of fifty national nonprofits that also help in a variety of ways with cancer. Some of them are online support groups, nutrition. So everybody that walks through our doors or if you go to our website, you have access to all of those resources. So a lot of times I'll tell people, you know, if you're not comfortable talking to your own immediate family about, you know, how you're feeling, go to some of these resources. They're online. You can talk to somebody privately if you want to. People you don't even know, you can read information. It was important for me that they have access to more than just hearing that they have cancer or their family member has cancer. And what do we do now? Yeah. I lost my place, my train of thought. I'm sorry. Give me a second. I got to gather my thoughts. I, I totally my my brain my brain actually started thinking about my my stepdad who I was telling you about yes. as who I who I personally closest lost to lost to cancer. My brain just went started thinking about him, and then I lost my train of thought completely. And I guess that still happens. I mean, we lost him like six years ago, and it still feels fresh. Right. Like, it doesn't really go away. It doesn't. It doesn't go away. And, like, kind of going touching base of what you said before is that unless you've had it in your family with a really good friend or, you know, somebody that's really close to you, you you are most likely going to be like, oh, I'm so sorry you have cancer and move on. But, like you're just saying, is it's never gone away. The, yeah. You know, the pain, the grief, it starts to slip, you know, a little bit more in the background, but it never goes away. And I think that one of the great things I love about this job is seeing people that have successfully gone through cancer, they're cancer free, or people like you that their family has passed, and they want to they reach out to us and want to help. You know, how can I volunteer? And I always say, always take a moment and stop. And the best thing you can do, not just for our organization, but when people do say they have cancer, you know what it's like. So stop, take a moment, see what they need, reach out to them randomly. Do you need yeah. a meal? Do you need a ride? Do you need, do you just need somebody to sit with you? You know, because as you know, it hits home. It does. Yeah. And I, I have a good friend right now who is the same age as me. I'm originally from New Jersey. She lives back in, in New Jersey still, and she is currently in treatment for breast cancer. Um, and... 
I feel like it's hard to to be her best friend from 3,000 miles away while she's fighting cancer, but I do the best that I can every day as much as I can. Yeah, you even know? just sending that little text message that says, I'm thinking of you, how are you today? The biggest thing I say is don't give advice to somebody if you've never been through that. Mm-hmm. So if she just wants to sit on the phone and tell you how awful her day has been, how she's feeling ill, the worst thing you can do is try to give advice on something you don't know because you haven't been through it. But just saying, you know, what can I do? That's it. How can I help you today? What can I do? Is it just an ear? Do you just need to talk? Do you need to tell me how how bad it is? Just get it out. You know, cry with me. Or- my, my biggest uh, thing that I say to her is, what do you need today to be okay? That's perfect. Uh, Whatever it is, I try. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've realized that there is a lot of a lot of ripples in, that get affected uh, by the treatments and that I never even realized. You know, her teeth, her sleep, her you're not just people see the hair because mm-hmm. it's a it's a physical right. manifestation, but she has other things that make her very uncomfortable. Like she's not like I'm not getting sleep because of my baby and she's like I wish I was there because I don't sleep at all and I just <laughs> exactly. watch the baby every night. <laughs> And she kind of has this very good sense of humor about it. And and that's kind of how we connect. And it's great. But I'm like, well, I wish you could just sleep. (laughs) It's real. I tell people all the time, you know, be patient with your your family or your friends are going through it. Chemo brain is real. And there are so many other factors than the treatment that's happening that's making them not sleep. I'll share a story with you. My mom, um, very tiny lady, she's like 100 pounds, really small. And a lot of times they'll give prednisone to help with the inflammation. Well, in a small woman, prednisone just, you know, spun her out. She was up all night, just talking all the time really, really fast. My dad woke up one morning and she said, you know how you always wanted to have a Hummer? The truck? Yeah. Well, I ordered one. It's coming from back east tomorrow. Oh, no. And then he was like, uh-oh. And then he said, well, I hope I could go to sleep tonight and maybe there'll be a yacht in my front yard. So every, we all made jokes about yeah. it, you know, funny, but it's a real thing. You know, you really have to watch your, your people to make sure they're not making the wrong decisions, but also just be a little kind and caring when they are forgetful, because that happens all the time when they can't remember a doctor's appointment or they ask you the same thing over and over. This is where you just need to get a little bit more compassionate that these drugs are changing their personality. Like you said, they can't sleep. What does that do to a normal person when you can't sleep? You know, you get groggy, you get fuzzy, you know, things are just different. So just a little bit of compassion and just know that you just can't get frustrated with them at that point. Yeah. Yes. Compassion and empathy go a long way with just regular people, but people who are in it, it goes even further. Right. Absolutely. So let's let's talk a little bit about Wine Women Shoes. Where does your normal funding come from for Wellness Place? 90% is going to be coming from um, our events or from donations throughout the year. Small amounts come from grants. When COVID hit, grants started gr- drying up. A lot of the large grants that I know I would have gotten before COVID, they were they were great. They politely turned me down and said, we are giving to more COVID-centric nonprofits that are helping with COVID, whether that be, you know, food or housing. At least they told me the truth. Yeah. But 
what's frustrating for me, my cancer warriors, we've been, we deal with this every single day. I love that you call them year. cancer warriors. <laughs> they're all yes, brave. They are, they're all they are brave fighters. Yeah. Yes. I love that. I appreciate everything that's happened with COVID and all the grant funding that's gone to these nonprofits. But my cancer warriors were wearing masks before that even came around. You yep. know, the fear of life and death has always been there for them. And so can't I, when COVID hit, I said, cancer doesn't stop for COVID. We need that grant money. So when COVID hit, I had to get a little creative and change our fundraising strategies. We did a lot of different things. I First, we had to switch our gala auction, pivot it over to online. And I think we were the first live streaming. We had our auctioneer, Cody Hodge, live streaming auction in the Valley. So moving quickly, just had to switch that over. We've done dog photo contests or pet photo contests, just changing constantly with this fundraising tactics just to keep people remembering we're here we do need the money because this is not privately funded. We get a lot. Do you get this from the state? No, we don't get money from the state. This is all generous businesses, supporters in our state and around the United States that are giving us our dollars to help keep our doors open so that we can give these services. So when COVID hit in 2021 in the fall, we had that uptick. We had to switch again to an online auction. And I thought, let's let's look at something a little bit different, you know, a different type of fundraiser, something that's not been in the Valley before, something that we hopefully can do in person and celebrate. And the mask just came off last month. So we're ready to, to be in person and celebrate at the Wine, Women & Shoes event. So how did Wine, Women & Shoes come to the Valley? But this is a touring event that is in cities and towns all over the country. And it is a turnkey thing, but you have to really put in the footwork to make it as big and as awesome to bring in the money, right? Like you have to put in that footwork. So one, how did it actually come to be where we got the rights to bring it here? And I really want to hear about how, I mean, because it sounds like it's going to be so cool. You got so much great stuff. So how did, did it really just take off on its own, like bring on a life of its own? Or, or man, is there a lot of footwork that you've been putting into this or a little bit of both? Yeah, a little bit of both. There's a lot of footwork that goes into that. Um, previously, I worked for a nonprofit consulting firm and we put on huge events statewide. So putting on a multi-level event with lots of people is not new to me. So I knew I could do this one particular um, event because there's so many moving pieces to it. But Wine, Women & Choose has been around for about 20 years now and they help nonprofits if you choose, you know, to to put on this event, um, they just netted a million dollars for nonprofits in the last 20 years. Wow. Um, so they are not new to the game. They know what they're doing. When I found them, and I was kind of considering, you know, bringing this to Wenatchee, uh, Jessica Clay, who's a friend of mine, works at Numeric Credit Union. Oh, we know Jessica Clay yes, very isn't well. She great? So I mentioned it to her, and she said, Numerica is the presenting sponsor for the last, I think, nine years in the Coeur d'Alene uh, Wine, Women & Shoes event. So they invited me to come, that was last June, to the event. And the minute I saw it, I was like, yes, I want to bring this to Wenatchee. This is so much fun. Uh, so Numerica said, well, then we really want to be your presenting sponsor for the Wenatchee one. So, so how much in donations does a typical Wine, Women & Shoes bring in? Depends on the area that you're in. I mean, the one that's like in... 
Sarasota, Florida, that's at the Ritz-Carlton, I think they bring in, you know, a good $400,000. For us in our valley, we have such generous supporters and businesses that are our sponsors. I'm anticipating about $150,000, which is really important for us if we want to make this our major fundraiser of the year to be able to continue these services that we offer for free. Have you had another fundraiser that has brought in that much money before? Uh, In 2019, our gala auction was at 90,000. So this is significant amount difference, which is, again, really important for us as we see these gas prices rising. Yeah. So are the amount of services that are walking out our door. So this the need is there. It is. It's very there. Again, we help all cancer patients. Doesn't matter the type of cancer, but breast Men, cancers, women, children, yes, doesn't matter doesn't the matter. age, gender, type of cancer. Everybody, cancer does not. It doesn't discriminate. discriminate. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. It hits everybody. It doesn't matter your social status. It, nothing matters. Yeah. Cancer is going to hit, and we will help everybody. But breast cancer is the number one diagnosed in North Central Washington, and I think that women kind of can connect with that. You know, their friends, their family are going through it. So it's just an evening for women to get together, celebrate each other and help, you know, help fundraise for this really important cause. So what can people expect? I mean, obviously wine and women and shoes. I get that. Yes, it's kind of self-explanatory, which is wonderful. But really, when, when they come, what are they getting? Sure. So once they hit the door and it opens at six o'clock, we have marketplace shopping in the beginning and that's about 90 minutes. And we have five local vendors that are selling their goods and we have three national vendors. We have one coming from California, one coming from New York. So you have the opportunity to support local, but you also have the opportunity to shop with vendors that have different products than you'll see in the Valley. So are those vendors paying to be there or are they giving you a cut of the profit? Yeah, they do give us a portion of the proceeds that they sell that night. Then during that marketplace shopping, we have a best in shoe contest. So we have judges roaming around judging which shoes are going to win some awards later in the evening. It's like the shoes that people are wearing to the event? Correct. Like if I wore a really kick butt pair of shoes, I could win something? You could, yeah. What? Yeah. Nice. And it doesn't matter flats, heels, boots. We don't care. Get creative. Get flashy. We just want to give some awards to some of the best shoes that um, are seen that evening. We have a key to the closet drawing. You buy a blink ring for $100. There's only 100 of them sold. You have the opportunity to be your number drawn um, for almost $10,000 worth of stuff. So we have a custom closet, literally a custom closet that we're offering. We have everything from handbags to jewelry to a trip to all kinds of stuff that you can imagine. So you have that opportunity. You have the opportunity to buy a $25 hidden bottle of wine. The value could be up to $80. We only have 100 of those for sale. Then we have appetizers, free-flowing wine tasting. And then the doors to the grand ballroom will open, and we'll have our plated dinner, our presentation. We have a live auction with nine auction items. And then ending the night, the fun part, is a fashion show. We have 30 models in it, five of them men. We have a couple of kids with their their parents in the show, and probably Brent, Brent Rose, is going to be in it. is mm-hmm. one of your live yes. uh, fashion show models. Yeah. yeah, with a variety of stores that are loaning apparel to us. 
we do have probably about 10 or 12 in the show that are either currently battling cancer or are cancer free. So, you know, it kind of hits home. We bring in yeah. the people that are have used our services before, are using our services up on stage. Gives just an, another opportunity to have some fun and celebrate each other. So your auction items, are they all donated auction items? Yes. Wonderful. So yeah, yeah. So we have also a silent auction that they can that partake in that night. And then the nine live auction items. So we have a chef and wine dinner, we have a trip to Chelan, a trip to Nashville, trip to Scottsdale, Holland America Cruise. Trying to think of what else. We've got lots of fun stuff. Sounds like it. A lot of things that people are going to want to bid on. Yeah. That'll be nice. Yeah. And then we'll, we will have our raise the paddle and we'll talk about yeah. each level of giving and what it will help us to fund for our services. Mm-hmm. One of them being a new program call, coming in that we're calling our comfort care kits. So you call us after you've been diagnosed. Doesn't matter what point you are in your treatment. We're going to send you a comfort care kit, which includes some products that will help during your cancer journey. And these have all been all been approved by Dr. Chandra Villano, who's a naturopathic um, physician on our board. Just some other fun things in there that you don't think about, like playing cards. When you go to chemotherapy, you're sitting yeah. for hours. Oh, yeah. And right now with COVID, you can't bring anybody with you. So let's get you some things to do, items to get your mind off of what you're doing. Yeah. So that'll crossword be puzzles. Yeah, that would exactly. be me. Crossword puzzles. <laughs> Anything comfort wise. So yeah, the fashion show, the auction, the dinner. I know the VIP tickets are sold out. They are, yeah. So congratulations yeah, on that. Yeah. That's not a bad thing. No. Let them, let them out the door. <laughs> but there are still tickets available for um, general seating. Yes. And those are $100 a ticket. Yep. And, and that can... comes with your dinner, right? Yep. Your dinner and all the things that we've talked about. But every single person that leaves a guest, paying ticketed guest, leaves there with a swag bag. Oh, yeah. So it's got all kinds of fun, unique items in there, you know, from... Well, I can't even, I can't share what's in there because no, it's a surprise, but it's, lots of fun it's stuff. It's a secret. <laughs> you, can, you have to buy a ticket to find out. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> now, the, since this is a, a national touring event, do they, do they help you with the event planning or did you have to hire an event planner? Is that part of your overhead? Or are you doing all the work yourself? How are you planning all of this with yeah. your you know, limited amount of time, Julie? <laughs> well, the beauty of it is, again, like I said, you know, I used to put on events for the nonprofit consulting firm all over the state from conferences to fundraisers, all kinds of things. So this is kind of in my wheelhouse. So we've been doing all the work ourselves because we can, we've got volunteers delegating, helping probably have about 30 volunteers the night of coming to help outside of our models. We have what we call our shoe guys. We have a selected probably about 20 guys that are coming to help with a variety of things that we need help with selling raffle tickets, heavy lifting. But then we have all of our other volunteers that night are coming just to help with the fashion show and set up and tear down. And so we've been really lucky to have a really strong volunteer base that's come forward and and said, yeah, we want to help you with that. Well, good. Consider yourself to have another volunteer here if you need one. Oh, I yes, will definitely be there it. if you need help. Yes. And you do have a board of directors, like he said. Are you ever looking for new board members or your board full? Just want to get information out there yeah. in case people now are, are, you know, this, hey, this hits home. I, I want to help. How can I help? Yeah, definitely. I will say, I, I love to say publicly, I have the best board of directors I've ever worked 
worked with, everybody that is on the board has been touched by cancer. Personally, they've had cancer or family members, friends. We have all different sectors and industries in there. So everybody can kind of give, you know, um, some good feedback opinions and that thing. But well, yeah, we're always looking for a board of directors so people can reach out to us if they're interested in helping or interested in volunteering um, at any of our events too. Well, you know, I want to thank you for taking the time to come in and talk to us about all this. I just want to take a moment to say, I understand that this is not always the easiest work to do. You know, working with either like I was talking with Jessica from Sage, who works with with people who have been affected with you know, sexual assault or domestic domestic violence. You know, working with people who are dealing with stuff that is affecting their mental health or affecting their physical health can be really difficult and draining, and and you can get burnt out sometimes. But um, I just want to give a, a big thank you to you for the work that you do and the effort and time that you put in because it's needed. Unfortunately, it is needed in our community. People might not know because they want to just go about their lives and not think about the people, other people in the in the community that are struggling. But we do live in a really great community that that does help each other. So, Wellness Places Wine, Women, and Shoes fundraiser is Friday, April fifteenth at the Wenatchee Convention Center. You can go to wellnessplacewenatchee.org. We will also link to it through uh, kkrv.com and darlingpodcast.com. So, Julie, thank you so much. Is there anything that we missed that we didn't get to touch upon? Um, What I would say is, if you're listening to this, then please get the word out to your friends and family in North Central Washington that we are here. It doesn't matter if your age, um, your diagnosis, your income, it doesn't matter. We will help anybody. So just one of the best things you can do is just spread the word of who we are and remind people to to call us, you know, go to our website. We're here to help. So please help spread our word. All right, we will. We're trying. Thank you so much for (laughs) having me on and having that opportunity to get this out there. What's up, Wenatchee is now in its second season. It's so exciting. Thank you so much for listening and all of your support up to this point. If you're from a business or an organization or nonprofit and would like to be a part of the podcast, we're booking now for interviews and guests up until July. What's up, Wenatchee is produced and distributed by the Darling Podcast Network. To hear all of the episodes or if your organization or business is interested in developing a podcast, visit Darling Podcast. That's darlingpodcasts.com.